Spanish Armada. Ah, uh, 1588. That is correct. All right, folks, apologies for the construction noises in the background, but it is Florida, so they're probably just digging up dead bodies. For seminars on the list, next seminar up February 17th through the 19th. After that, April 14th to the 16th, then June 9th to the 11th. We have a self-sufficient lifter camp on January 14th in Wichita Falls, covering the squat, the press, the deadlift, how to film yourself, and how to diagnose your own technique. We have several squat and deadlift camps on the list, so listen up. January 21st in Boston at Starting Strength Boston. February 11th in Orlando at Starting Strength Orlando. Cincinnati, at the time of this recording, has one spot left. That's February 25th in Cincinnati, at Starting Strength Cincinnati. Las Vegas on March 5th. Phoenix, Arizona on April 8th. Queens, New York in March. Uh, that will be at Dutch Kills in Long Island City. And we're also adding a bench and press camp to the list. That will be in Long Island in April. Speaking of Starting Strength gyms, we continue to add gyms to the list in various stages of opening. Atlanta, Birmingham several others check out the map but one gym that's doing their pre-sale right now before they open is starting strength tampa so head over to their site tampa.startingstrengthgyms.com so that you can get signed up at a discounted rate before they open also if you're still interested in the starting strength lifting shoe head over to startingstrengthgyms.com forward slash boot so that you can order your pair they are made for us by justin boots and are of the highest quality and finally, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to StarringStrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the Internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. What what an exciting thing this must be for you to uh, get to tune in once again and listen to entertaining shit for an hour, hour and a half, however long this manages to get dragged out, right? Imagine being in the audience and and tuning on to starting strength radio and that it's a gift that initial man. that just little surge of excitement that's a that gift you, 90 that you minutes have to get every know? week yeah yeah no yeah, yeah i can imagine i i i can too i, I mean just god it's the highlight of most people's <laughs> week isn't it it's i mean be. joe rogan be damned this be. this is this is where it's at right <clears throat> this is the best podcast on the internet it's in the intro it's the most important podcast. The most important podcast on the internet, yep. certainly. Yep. I don't know about the best, but it's the most important one. Yeah. No question. Right? No question. Unquestionably. Most important. So, uh, and how did it get that way? Just persistence, I guess. <laughs> We're coming up on 200, right? We are. Now, Rogan's got like, he's in his three millionth one, right? 2000 plus. he's up in in the he's in four digits oh yeah not five digits yeah. Yeah. is anybody in five digits i don't think so but rogan's been doing it for 20 years 20 he's, fucking years he's been doing podcasts since the 
early 2000s? Well, he, uh, you know, he and I are different. Yeah, you've only because I never thought I was that episodes. important, but as it turns out, I am. Yeah, yeah. The finest mind, as it, it turns out, modern strength and conditioning. Finest mind, modern strength and conditioning, <laughs> which makes <laughs> the following <laughs> repetitive segment of our show all the more interesting, and that is comments, comments. from. from the heaters. <laughs> These stupid motherfuckers. This is, uh, it just gets, uh, more and more drenched with hatred every week, you know? All right, here's, here's the long one. I'm going to start with the long okay, one. Okay, good. This is long and, you know, incorrect, but it's. <laughs> is it right. hateful, though? As long as it's hateful. It's, it's uh, you know, it's not just as much hateful as it is just uninformed and stupid. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> I disagree with the notion that masks do not reduce the spread of SARS-CoV-2. He just disagrees with that. Yeah. Despite the fact that they don't. Okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> right. It is spread via respiratory droplets. No, it's not. But he said it is. But he said it is, so it's... Restored droplets are relatively large. No, they're not. <laughs> Therefore, a type 2 surgical face mask can reduce droplets containing SARS-CoV-2 from entering or exiting the mouth and airways. No, they can't. Because of the, you know, right. other places the air goes. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> Even a napkin might indeed help. Hmm. It would look more intelligent. Okay. Right? Uh, I could see that surgical masks, and especially improvised masks, do not reduce transmission to zero. Well, that's damned generous <laughs> of you. Right? However, a small bidirectional reduction in risk of viral transmission is surely worth it. No, it's not. <laughs> Because I don't know if you've noticed this or not, but COVID-19 is not fatal in populations without comorbidities. And it's not even fatal then. But, you know, you believe whatever you want. We might also point out. You know what does seem to be fatal, though? What? The fucking vaccine. The vaccine will kill your ass <laughs> at a much higher rate than COVID-19 does. Especially if you don't have any comorbidities. That's right. That's right. Amazing. With no comorbidities, you're about twice, maybe three just times as likely to die from die. the vaccine. People, people fall over dead. And then everybody goes, hey, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> 27-year-old soccer player dies on the field. Hey, yeah. it happens. Yeah. No, it doesn't. Right. <laughs> but it does now. Because people like this idiot here. Uh, have agreed to the lie, right? We might also point out when two people wear masks, the risk reduction is multiplicative. <laughs> now, there's an interesting word, multiplicative. I'm shocked he knows what that means. Hence, I do not regard wearing a face mask in crowded spaces to be an unintelligent attempt to reduce the spread of SARS-CoV-2 and hence COVID-19 mm. because SARS-CoV-2 is the virus that causes exactly right 
COVID-19. Yeah, this all sounds very familiar. Yeah, I've, we've heard this before. Yeah. This sounds like we're listening to Richard Maddow talk right. <laughs> on MSNBC. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I can't believe <laughs> See that girl recently saying, just get the vaccinations. They're safe and effective. We have billboards. Over and over again, just repeated it like you're a fucking moron yeah. if you've got the slightest question. Right. We've got uh, billboards in Wichita Falls. Safe and effective. Uh, boosted is best is what they say. Boosted is best. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, what are we on? The fifth booster? Sixth? It doesn't matter. I, you know, the more you take, the more likely you are to get the disease. Now, that doesn't sound like a vaccination to me. <laughs> You know, well, masks are making a pretty big comeback, man. Are they really? Yeah, there's more people wearing masks than the last few weeks. I, I guess people are. I don't know what's going on. Well, it's on the, it's, the you know, we something. have to reassert our authority over other people, so we're going to say that you know you need to put your mask back on because of some nebulous bullshit reason. Yeah, there's a ton of people wearing masks right now. Well, it's good, very weird. Good for them. Nobody was, in the gym though. Weird, right? I always thought. Well, I'm glad. Yep. I'm glad you uh, brought this up because I always thought that when you breathe into the mask, all of the stuff that comes out of your nose and your mouth goes onto goes, the mask. No, I thought it just stayed inside your body. I, I, oh no, no, no! It goes onto the inside of the mask, which means that if you are disposing of your mask as anything except a biohazard, then you are being irresponsible. That's right. Right? That's right. Yeah. I like it when they put masks on three-year-old kids who can't possibly even get sick with this thing. They're just teaching them what they want them to know. Whole family. Yeah. Whole family. Mom, dad, three little kids. Masks on. Really, right now, if you're wearing a mask, it's because you hate Donald Trump. That's all there is to it. All right. So that's the last of it question all right so next you just know he's going to talk about the fucking pecans for 45 (laughs) minutes while somehow linking it to olympic weightlifting coaches and the rona response (laughs) damn that's pretty well sinclair's got me figured out doesn't he right oh now this this is an extremely important this is trap bar Oh, good. All right. Trap. Why the trap bar is completely useless with Mark Ripto. Right. I remember that one. Completely disagree with this video. <laughs> the hex bar has many benefits, especially for beginners. This is his preference, so he made it sound like a fact. A fact. He's not even explaining the planes of motion mm. correctly. Now, we don't ever talk about anterior, posterior, or sagittal, frontal, new favorite is the horizontal. We don't, we don't right, talk transverse. about planes of motion. Yeah. No. No, we've never dealt with any of the physics or anything like that of any of these things. Well, we don't understand them. Because the we don't understand them. Right. And what, what we do is just say, because this is the way we do it. Yeah. That's what we do here at Starting Strength. Right. Now, it's not programming, you're not eating, is the Starting Strength Network previews. Uh, Which one is that? Uh, 
we were talking about oh it's it's probably one of the why you won't do the program ones right all right ah uh, yes the get fat and try again method tried and true baby yeah. <laughs> get fat that's what we want you to be is fat <laughs> so you'll look like me that's why right lol all right now this is see this is uh i don't understand this notation here l-o-l-l oh double double l's is that oh, so, I don't know. somehow significant i don't know lol i've finally <clears throat> begun to recognize as something but l-o-l-l goofy stuff none of the best squatters in the world squat this way absolutely none period except that they do <laughs> except that they do but the problem with brian gentile here is that he's never seen the internet yeah except this one to write this ridiculous fucking comment all right uh let's see here's another important one at the trap bar this guy talks a lot but says nothing <laughs> right and uh quit putting your plates on the wrong way has resulted in solix dumix saying yawns mm. you know i'm i'm, I'm kind of surprised that the putting the plates on the wrong way video has generated so many weird ass comments because i think it's perfectly obvious oh sure why we do it that way yeah well i think that's still the most uh most viewed video on our channel <clears throat> really yep plates on the wrong way not trap bar no 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 not the trap bar trap bar just gets the most ridiculous comments yeah but plates on the wrong way plates on the wrong way is the most viewed most viewed quit putting the plates on the wrong way it's 1.2 million how about that? Video. What's the second most popular video? The Barbell Row video from the conference year, five oh, years really? ago. Yeah. Yep. Third most is Y5s with Brent Carter. <laughs> Y5s for, by Brent Carter. <laughs> that's the one where his balls are visible through his pants. Oh, that's the just the gay community. Yeah, exactly. exactly. LGBTQ plus community yeah, is that's right. attracted to Brent Carter. <laughs> So really, the question is: Is Brent Carter attracted to the LGBTQ plus? That's a great community? question. We've never asked. Well, that's our fault. Yeah. Why don't we rectify that soon? Be good to know. Shouldn't we? He may be the reason that that has all the views. Could be. Said it all his friends. Could be. Could be that he is connected. Yeah. With the LGBTQ plus community. You forgot a few letters, but yeah. Can't remember yeah. them all. I'm old. There's an I A. He realized I'm about to be 67 years old. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> God, I don't. I never in a million years. <laughs> well, anyway, that's comments from, from the haters. The all right, now. Okay. <clears throat> now. Okay, now. This is sure a pretty table. I sure do like this table. We lucked out on that. It's a nice table. Beautiful table. Look how pretty the wood is. 
What kind of wood do you think this is? Oh, I have no idea. I don't think it's oak. Doesn't feel like oak. I don't know, man. I can't tell you what it is. I have to get a wood expert on here to tell us what maybe Morrison wood this is made out of. Might be walnut. Don't cherry. know. Could be cherry. Although the structure is not as broad as the cherry wood I've seen. But well, we'll get Morrison to ask us tell us about that. <laughs> Seems like a lot of trouble to go to, but hey, we're <laughs> gotta about, know. We're all about details here, aren't we? Now it's time for our new recurring uh what would this be called? Segment. This would be a segment, yes. This is a segment on on the program today. And this segment is what we lovingly refer to as Ask a Jew. <laughs> Which Jew should we uh, telephone today? Ray? Call Ray. Okay. Since he knows we're calling him. All right. Call Ray. All right. All right. It's ringing. See if he's available today. Jews are busy, you know. That's what they say. Yeah. Phone a Jew, Ruvain speaking. Well, finally, after three rings, you Jewish people are just busy <laughs> we're, we're as hell, busy, aren't you? <laughs> Ever since the la- that last episode, our phones are ringing off the hook. I'm sure they are. People Every, wanting to People are wanting advice on discounts and Jew- all kinds of shit. What to do with all this gold? <laughs> that kind of thing. What's the weather going to be tomorrow? <laughs> right. <laughs> What's that? By the way, I'm, I'm having a good time, but I just want to let you know that I'm billing you in 30-second increments, so be aware of that, please. Wow. Wow. Only a Jew, right? Well, we're here with our, our Jewish friend, Ray Gillencheeser, today. Ray Goldman Silver, today. Has anybody ever been named Goldman Silver? Oh, man, that's too much. I think Gefeldowitz is like the most Jewish name I've ever Gefeldowitz. heard. Gefeldowitz. Wow. actually the, uh, G- Gillenwater is my goy side. Don't, don't tell my rabbi, but I'm half goy. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, happens all the time. Yeah. So, yep. Uh, yep. all right. So today's Ask the Jew question is very straightforward. <laughs> you ready? <laughs> well, I'm ready. What is Hanukkah? Is that just simply Hanuk- the Jew Christmas? Is that all Hanukkah is, or what? Tell us about Hanukkah. Um, so first of all, it's Hanukkah, okay? Hanukkah. Um, so I'd like you guys to work on that. You kind of got to get it from the back of your throat. Uh, Hanukkah. Look, I and speak ha- enough ha- German to where I know how to do the CH sound, the Hoch <laughs> sound. So Hanukkah, um, in modern times, is uh, so little Jewish boys like myself don't feel left out when their Christian friends are getting presents. Right. But it wasn't, it's not like a Kwanzaa, it's actually a real holiday. Right. So, um, man, is that going to get me canceled? Damn, Shit. I don't know. That's kind of racist, isn't it? <laughs> wow. That's racism. I wasn't expecting racism. Can you imagine a Jew a being Jew accused of racism? Good Lord. Well, here's the thing, though. Kanye's been all over every fucking news channel saying all kinds of things about my people, so let's settle the score, man. <laughs> I, 
What? <laughs> your segment. <laughs> I think we should band together. We've been hated and murdered and fucked with for generations. We should we should be fighting together. You know, we maybe, should uh, be at maybe, together. But but here's another take on that. Maybe you should ask yourselves why. <laughs> 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 oh no! You know, I'll tell you why, Rip. All right, I'll, I'll tell you why right now. All right. You know how many Jews are on Earth right now? No. About fifteen million. That's a frightening. You know number. how many Muslims are on Earth right now? Oh, there's like nine thousand billion trillion Muslims. Two, two billion, two billion Muslims. One fourth of the surface of the Earth is occupied by Muslims. Is that right? Yeah, so leave us the fuck alone. There's only 15 million of us. I, I know we're more successful than you guys. Yeah, I understand. It's not all we're smarter than you. Uh, you're not convincing uh, me of anything. I understand that. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is I mean, you do run the entertainment business entirely by That's yourselves. Right. So, uh, and thus. And the reality have, is, we run all businesses. Yes, well, that's, that's a good point. I guess and, you do. And special. governments. And governments. And advertising. From behind the scenes. Right. While we clench our fists together and make uh, evil-looking faces. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, back to the question. Back All right, back to the question. Uh, Hanukkah. So, my people are known for not being the most uh, physically imposing. There's right. been a couple of Jewish boxers over the years and things. We're not the most athletic. At least we're not known for being that. But hey, You're better off than cool the Hindus story. are, aren't you? Well, I mean, that goes without saying. Yeah. Yes. Um but uh, so the Hanukkah story is about this group of badass Jews. And, and hey, this might be totally made up, uh, called the Maccabees, that were in some battle over the Holy Temple in Jerusalem. And they only had enough oil for one night to, to keep the place lit with candles. Right. But there was a Hanukkah miracle. Rip, Nick, Rusty, and Bree. And this one night of oil, not one night's worth of oil, miraculously lasted for eight nights. So now we have these wonderful candelabras called menorahs. Right. And uh, we celebrate this holiday for for eight nights. Um, it's got nothing to do with presents, but you know, we gotta we gotta get with the times, so we've updated our ways. Well um, Wall Street's not gonna permit you to not buy presents for everybody. You know. That 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 too. And Since we you guys we're, run we're Wall the Street. beneficiaries of that extra gdp anyways so we're, we're right. fine with it no that's absolutely true yeah <laughs> right so so, I hope that so was, that was the whole that's or the origin of the of the holiday right well that's kind of yeah. cool is it always the same dates what's the time frame yeah what is it does it move around according to you know lunar cycle whim that sort of thing <laughs> whim. You, you guys don't know how happy i am i spent most of my life in the hebrew academy studying the talmud and I thought for sure that was all wasted time. So this is this is really useful. No, I'm, um, you know, and I'm happy to get this. You know, I'm happy to get this made public because you know, the MSNBC is not going to tell us this. No, you know. this is good information. No, nope, no. Nope. So the the Jews run off of uh, a lunar calendar, and so it's kind of like Chinese New Year, where the dates change every year. Mm-hmm. Um, so like yeah, they, they change each year. You know. Yeah, and this this year. Uh, Hanukkah actually coincided with Christmas, so we'll call that. Uh, would that be a mitzvah? Pro- probably not, but you know, it's, it makes things easier. Are you I asking us. me? <laughs> We're asking you. <laughs> that was more rhetorical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we should get you a yarmulke though, because the uh, 
you know, that little skin yarmulke spot that the hater pointed out last week is perfect size. Yeah, I mean, and Ina, Ina, I don't know if you know this. Ina had I've already got suede... it. <laughs> okay, okay. So yeah, Ina so, had just what? So the audience knows. Ina had suede yarmulkes made with my name printed in Hebrew letters on it and starting strength gyms branded. <laughs> She's a little excessive at times, isn't she? <laughs> oh man! I think that was the we day. We gotta in, keep her busy. I think that was the day that happened in Denver, right? Because I think there was the the, the Gillen Waters and Ina were standing outside, passing around yarmulkes, and I threw a piece of that ham <laughs> in between them, and they <laughs> ran away and, just to see what would happen. And it just, <laughs> no explosion happened. or anything. They <laughs> so we had that. Bet that is, they didn't that eat so it. Rude. No, they didn't eat it. No, no. <laughs> And more evidence that people should stop fucking with us. You do that to a Muslim, they're going to cut your head off. Well, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They're short-tempered motherfuckers, aren't they? Yeah. The Jews, yeah. The Leave Jews us alone, been, man. The Jews have been uh, tamed with time. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure they did some throat well, slitting. Well, except for the, the Israeli Jews. Well, that's true. Do not yeah. fuck with the Israeli Jews. No. Holy shit. I wouldn't dream of it. Not, e- not even the women. They all go to the military, and they are they are prepared to fight to the death. Yeah, they're angry. Well, I wish they'd get busy with the fucking Iranians and do something about that shit. But hey, that may be coming. One it never may be. does one. Yeah, and you know where uh, where Israel gets all their weapons from? So yes, um, uh, we do. Our uh, <laughs> our, <laughs> our government would be uh, in full favor of this. I'm assuming. Yes. Well, I don't know. It's impossible to tell what the government's in favor of now, except for. Gender affirming surgery. <laughs> That's apparently the only thing the our government's in favor of at this point. Oh shit! All right, well, you know, white supremacy is the biggest threat to national security. So, uh, always has been. That, that ties into gender stuff somehow. I'm just not clear on how, but not I'm sure. Clear on how, but we think about it another forty-five seconds. I'm sure it'll become clear. All right. Well, look, we hadn't got time to just talk to Jews all day. We've got other shit we've got to do here, so we're going to let you go. But we thank you for being I'm just trying to run up the clock, guys. on our new segment, Ask a Jew. Ask a Jew. I hope I get the cool reverb on that, too. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a whole, we're taking a different approach. Yeah. All right. Bye. Thanks, Ray. Bye. Man. Now. Wow. Very clever of him to keep running the clock up. You know, he just kept saying extra things. Yeah. You know, just, it's just like having a lawyer on the phone. Dominating. Well, he's billing this by the yeah. 30 second. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. He's, yeah. He knows how to do that. And, we, and notice he didn't tell us the rate either. So, shit. Just and we just dove right in. for that invoice. Yeah. yeah. It'll be in the mail, I'm yeah. sure. This is definitely the best segment uh, of the show. That All right. Great. Well, we'll see what the, what the fans think about yeah. it. Yeah. It's a good thing this isn't on YouTube. That's all I can tell you that. <laughs> it's good to know your masters, so it's good to have a it's good to have the Jew uh, answering questions for us. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get into the happy talk here that we've got when we do our famous paper Q and A. This is the paper Q and A. Occasionally, we do a audio Q&A, a call-in Q&A. What do we call that? The Call-in call in Q&A. <laughs> right. Where you call in and we talk to you and you ask, or I'm sorry, you ask your questions uh, on the phone and we answer your questions. 
after you ax them. This, however, is just your typing. So one of the one of the primary differences between this and the call in Q and A is that if we take your call on the call in Q and A, we got to answer your stupid ass questions, right? But I have the option to do that with the paper, as you've seen me do many times. So yeah, I've carefully gone through the just remember the chris gomez incident last time the guy asked like four questions and one of one of the four was decent and it wasn't even that great i think there's one for him. we'll give him another chance yeah good good so let's just dive right into this shall we all right our friend eric schexinator these are all from the uh network today aren't they that's right all of them are network questions you should be on the network. Sign up for the network. You submit questions. We take them preferentially, right? Because sometimes just the general questions that fall over the transom <laughs> might be of lower quality. Subpar. But we're going to, you know, you you support us, we'll support you. So our friend Eric Schexinator axes rip. I've heard you and the crew talk about Dave Ramsey a few times. And some forum posters refer to you as the Dave Ramsey of strength training. I've never heard anybody refer to me as the yeah, Dave Yeah, people Ramsey. say that. Do they? Yeah. What is your opinion of him and his financial advice? What financial advice of his do you agree or disagree with and why? Well, I've listened to Dave, you know, over the years. And uh, Dave is uh, – uh, Got some pretty good advice. Don't borrow money, right? Now, he'll make the exception for borrowing money for a house because, you know, most people don't have $250,000 laying around and you got to have a mortgage. And the house appreciates. Right? And the house appreciates. So you're not really, that's not, but you need to get it paid off as quick as you can. And I've, you know, because you don't want to owe people money. Because if you owe people money, then you don't own the home. And if you don't own the home, you may be asked, to leave one day before you're ready. And so it's a good idea to own everything uh, outright, free and clear, that you have possession of. Okay? That's a good idea. Uh, his advice about using credit cards I find to be uh, impractical. It's impractical. He would rather you use debit cards than, than credit cards. Now, the problem with that is that if you use a debit card, you are giving everyone who you deal with, with your debit card, access to your checking account. This is not a good idea because there are evil people. And if you use a credit card, you your liability for the use of that information is is limited to the credit card company's policy. Normally, if there's credit card fraud, you're not responsible for it at all. And if you pay your balance off every month, then what is the net effect of using the credit card versus using the debit card? There's no real functional difference, is there? 
You know, I don't, I don't see why a debit card is superior to a credit card if the balance is paid in full every month. Because you're dealing with behavior, not with logic. You're dealing with, with emotion and behavior right. and psychology. No, I realize why he's situation. recommending that. He's trying, <clears throat> to, he's trying to, to alter your habits. That's right. So that you will pay for things as you buy them. That's right. Right. And people, people in the situation that need Dave Ramsey's advice um, just don't have the discipline to use a credit card properly. Right. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right? So, you know, don't carry a balance on your credit card. Right. And it, it's the same thing as a debit card. Right. Yeah, people don't use it that way, though. But, yeah, people don't use it that way. Yeah. And, and those are the should kind of, use it that way. Those are the kind of criticisms that people have is advice on credit cards because it's damn hard to rent a car, get hotel. I mean, you can get a hotel – but getting a, a rental car is a problem if you don't have a, a if you don't have an a actual credit card, credit card yeah. where there's some resources behind the card right that uh, they can leverage to you know yep lend there, you I mean if, if they can build a credit card company for the car if you steal sure it. but uh, and there are better ways to invest you know probably more optimal ways to invest but people what people forget is that his audience is not someone who has their shit together. His right. audience are broke people who are in fucking crippling or, debt. Or who are trying to get out of it. And if people follow the, the steps, they can get out of debt. You know, it's just this, these these massive problems that people right. have. And it's, it's a framework for uh, – and I think the reason people compare is because it's a framework for how to manage that, that, that significant problem that most people get themselves into. Same thing with us. You know, you've got this, this – uh, this situation where you need to get stronger and it's complicated. There's all this shit, and what you have is a framework for how to do it and how to do it quickly and efficiently. Mm-hmm. So that that's and the other the other the thing that I've always said in terms of how how you are similar is that look you, you got five lifts and a simple program, and we you have fifteen years of answering the same questions over and Dave Ramsey he, he's does, more patient than I am. Dave Ramsey does the same thing for he, three hours every day he's, he's more patient he's on the radio answering right. the same questions over and over again you know right so I mean my hat's off to the guy his uh yeah the net uh effect of Dave Ramsey is overwhelmingly beneficial you know I mean the the exact details of what he's doing I might disagree with at the fine level but i you know, look, don't borrow money if you don't need to borrow money. You need to borrow money for a, a house. You don't need to borrow money for a car. Get a used car. Get an old car. I've never bought, I've never owned a new car. I never will own a new car. Not once in my life have I owned a new car because it's stupid. Yeah. It's, it's stupid. Buy a five-year-old car and let somebody else eat the depreciation. But I'm not going to do it. Right. You know, shit, man. Even a two-year-old car. A two-year-old car is better than better than. I mean, like if you if, if you buy a new BMW in two years, what's that thing worth? Yeah, about half of what you paid for it. No shit. No shit. Exactly. If half of what you pay for right. it, I don't think a Benz is quite that bad, but BMWs depreciate like a rock falling out of an airplane. Right. And there's a good reason for that. Yep. Because they're pieces of shit. Yep. They're maintenance-prone pieces of shit. BMWs are designed to to lease, not to own. Right? So after somebody else owns it, 
or leases it for five years, then you go in and buy it for about 20 cents on the dollar. And that's what you're going to pay for it is 20 cents on the dollar. And save all that money because I promise you, you're going to need it for the shop. (laughs) If you want a BMW, that's what's going to happen. All right. Uh, But nothing else. I mean, if you carry a credit card balance uh, from groceries and clothes and daily things like that, you're just, you're, you're planning badly. You need Ramsey's help. All right. So, you know, go ahead and, uh, go ahead and, and do what he tells you to do because you're obviously doing it wrong right now. Right. Okay. Yep. hundred kilos asks rip. How do you prefer to season your cast iron skillet? <laughs> I prefer to buy mine already seasoned, which you can do. Uh, I think I've seasoned one cast iron skillet that I bought bare, but uh, Hodge sells these things pre-seasoned now, and that's what you need to buy. Uh, I hadn't bought a bare cast iron skillet in years. Uh, Hodge started uh, doing these things for you, and that's what you need to buy. Uh, Lodge. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about Hodge. Yeah, Lodge. Hodge, Lodge, is, uh... Hodge is somebody else. Right. Lodge is is the is the cast iron maker, and uh, I got several of their pieces. The best thing I've got is uh, a Lodge 15 inch. It's a great big thing, cast iron skillet that really functions as a griddle. It's big enough to where you can get the spatula under anything you're frying in that thing, and it's. That's the nicest piece we've got. I've got a Lodge cast iron wok that we use to deep fry. That's, that's a stuff. that's a nice piece. It's like a griddle without having the, uh, um, but you still got the tall edges. That, that fifteen inch is great. Man. Fifteen inches is if you if you don't have a cast iron skillet, get the fifteen inch. Get a Lodge pre seasoned cast iron fifteen inch skillet. You'll be shocked that you have lasted as long as you have without it. The only downside is it, it weighs about forty pounds. It's a it's heavy. It's it is. You it's know heavy, they, but you're training. <laughs> Lodge so, also Lodge makes uh, carbon steel now, which oh, I didn't know which that. you deal which you handle just like your cast iron. Really, but they're very light, and if you're stuck with electric, like I am. Yeah. Um, you know, with you put cast iron on electric, you got to wait. You got to get it preheated. You got to do all the oh, shit yeah, with it. Shit. But um, the 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 carbon steel gets hot real fast, and it's uh, it's tough. You season it just like you would the cast carbon iron. Carbon steel much more conductive, I guess, than cast it's great iron. Stuff. Uh, and the handles don't get hot too, which is cool. Right. Yeah, the cast iron handles will get hot. You've yeah. got to have little leather handle something to hold on pads, to or they right. make little silicon things for. For that sort of thing, so you handle the thing when it's hot. But yep. uh, uh, fifteen inches is useful for everything. You can fry eggs and steaks and all kinds of things in those. And it really is is for for non commercial purposes. It's the same thing as a griddle, like you'd right. see in a in a commercial kitchen. It's uh, they're fabulous. I'd highly recommend a fifteen inch lodge cast iron skillet. Uh, but if I was going to season the thing, I, 
hell, I don't know. I hadn't done it in a long time. It doesn't matter what you use, honestly, because the, the oil polymerizes. It doesn't, it doesn't matter it, it what doesn't the matter. oil is, but I don't know if you do it on top of the stove or in the oven. Yeah, or, I, season, I season mine every time. I Well, because I wash mine. But Yeah, because you're I, stupid. Yeah, I know, but I, but I season them, and uh, I just use whatever I got, so uh, canola oil, avocado oil, whatever's there. Just put a little bit on it. Wait till it smokes. Wipe it out, and you're done. That's it. I've... Uh, it seems like when I seasoned that one I bought a long, long time ago, I think I used uh, beef tallow. Tallow, yeah. But I don't remember. I honestly don't remember. Look on the internet. Don't ask me this shit. Don't <laughs> ask stupid questions. What, what, why are you asking me how to season the can? <laughs> People get right. weird about what oil to you. It doesn't fucking matter. It, I don't think it matters. It, turn, it, all turns lipid. Into this, it all turns into the same shit. A lipid. Yeah. Not mineral oil, but any lipid right. should work you're, you're to not season eating, your iron. You're not eating the seasoning, so no. it doesn't matter what you use. doesn't make any difference. Probably the highest smoke temperature that you can buy for a for a cooking oil is probably lard right? almond oil oh almond oil I, I think but don't don't bet more than on an that animal either. more than animal fat you think like yeah lard i think or those something? those unsaturated oils like that or mm. some have a real high smoke point maybe the coconut oil is the best thing to use for yeah but i hell i don't know i've used coconut oil before coconut oils it doesn't have a coconut flavor right. it's just you know none of them have any flavor it's just the difference in the fatty acid composition of the of the oil that you're that you're uh, dealing with. Uh, sunflower seed oil is highly unsaturated. That's probably got a high smoke point. Uh, I seem to remember in the back of my mind almond oil being the highest smoke point on the on in a in a pan on the mm. top of the stove. I don't know though. I don't know. Look it up. All right. David Roberts says, hi, just completed my 72nd trip around the sun, and thanks to you and starting strength, I'm stronger than ever. I bought all three books in August 19, made slow but steady progress since then. Thanks to the videos, podcasts, self-sufficient lifter camp with you and Nick at WFAC, another self-sufficient lifter camp with Santana at Weights and Plates, and a forum check from Rusty. Uh, I have improved my form, added weight to the bar, and remained uninjured, barely even sore throughout the process. I'm 5'11", 205. That's a good size guy for 72. Yeah, you know? he's doing all right. Doing fine. Lifts are 315 for three for deadlift, three sets of 250 for three in a squat, three sets of 170 for five on the bench, three sets of press at 112. Uh each lift performed more than once a week. Recovery from deadlift and squat fives is a problem for me. Since I started as a rank novice, never having seriously weight trained before, I'm happy with these numbers and my progress, but I will continue to add weight to the bar. My question is based on a comment Santana made on one of his recent podcasts. Oh, shit. <laughs> When you wrote Starting Strength, did you realize that your impact on the older population would be as dramatic as it has been? I didn't know that it had been. <laughs> Dave, I appreciate that. But what, what has my impact been on the older population? Older people don't typically listen to anybody else well, tell true. them anything. So I, well, what do you mean by older? I, I mean, I guess the, the fact that 
a large percentage of people doing this are over 40. Yeah. You know, I don't know what you, what what he considers older population, but um I would say that when what's the average age of the people in the in the franchise gyms? Uh, man, I don't remember, Can but you, it's not it's not 30s. It's, for, it's, it's older 40s, than that. It's 40s I, or higher. Well, we're we're looking for older people in the for those gym memberships. We're looking specifically well, what we find is that younger people already have this. That's, that's they the already point, right? know how to do this, and they're not gonna they're not gonna listen to anything we say because what we say conflicts with what they hear from these idiots on the internet. So, uh, you know, and they're they're capable, obviously, of understanding complex issues that older people just can't comprehend. <laughs> and uh, and they also can't afford coaching, generally. Right. Well, and there's and that there's too. that. So, yeah. you know. We, uh, when we opened the, the gyms, we knew well in advance that we were going to be dealing with an older demographic, and we'd always intended for that to be the case. Uh, we probably don't have any 18-year-old members in the gyms. There's a couple young there's, – there's even some under-18 people, but it's rare. I mean, most people are in there. It's not the bulk. It's less than 5% of our – Yeah, professionals. In Austin, they seem to be a little younger. You know, Boston, I think, has a younger uh, demographic, but, you know, it's 40s professionals 40s 50s and you know in 30s. wichita falls athletic club aside for uh aside from rusty's kids that he trains same deal right yeah you know you walk in there at any time of the day and everybody in the room's 60 you know <laughs> everybody in the whole building is 60 years old yeah you that's know? no shit no that's actually the yeah, case if you're in there at monday at like 11 there's nobody other than rusty under the age of of, under the age of 40 in there right and you know i was in there the other night me and mike morrison and oh who else phil are in there me and mike morrison and phil are in there and the three old beat up fuckers that you know that's the only people in the room or yeah. you know morrison's goddamn morrison's 70 i think wow and uh phil's you know phil probably 62 63 probably i think he's 63 he's a little younger than i am (laughs) but uh i mean i've been training with both those guys for 40 years right for uh yeah 40 years that's pretty cool or thereabouts that's pretty cool it's hilarious to see mike doing doing shit you know and then phil doing absolutely nothing right no (laughs) Not right. a damn thing. I, right. I, I quit talking to <laughs> Phil a long time ago about anything <laughs> regarding anything. I bought that uh that safety squat bar when Bree had her shoulder surgery, and I bought that one specifically because it's it weighs forty five pounds, and it says on the side of the bar, "Do not load this heavier than whatever, like maybe two hundred pounds." All right. Phil's back there doing box squats with the fucking thing with four something on. I was like, Phil, you shouldn't load that with more than 150 pounds because it's it's a shitty bar. And he goes, ah, it'll be all right. I was like, all right, Phil. Yeah, man, yeah. It'll be okay, all right. Man. You know why it'll be all right? Because it's not his bar. Well, right. I, the bar's, I don't care about the bar, but he's going to fuck himself up one day. Well, he's going to bend the bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah he's going to bend the bar. It's not his bar. <laughs> and don't let him do that anymore. Just jerk it off. That was him. years ago. Wait till he gets down to the bottom of the squat and just jerk <laughs> Just knock his ass over. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking Phil. Fucking Phil. All right. So anyway. uh, 
Uh, older population. I, I, I mean, thanks, Dave, but I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> you know, what, what has been the impact on the older population? You know, probably not. I mean, it, population-wide, yeah. negligible. We can't teach people any of this shit, you know. But the people who do train uh, uh, in in that fifty five plus demographic see the most benefit. The oh sure, sure they so do. In that, yeah, sure they do. And the people that resent that the most are their doctors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I answered a question on the board today. Some guy's doctor had told him that he needs to eat. A low sodium diet to keep his blood pressure under control. <laughs> you can believe that. Forty years later, that old bullshit is. Yeah. They just mindlessly repeat. Right. What they've heard. These people are not scientists. Yeah. They're only doctors. Yep. Medicine is an art. It's not a science. So. But I am happy that Dave thinks we've made a difference. Maybe we have. Hell, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how to tell. Right. Don't know how to measure that. All right. Frank says, in a recent episode, you mentioned that the only demographic showing any benefits from statins was men over 55 who have previously had a heart attack. That's me. 55 heart attack nine years ago on statin since however two weeks ago i decided to stop taking them am i going to die rip <laughs> pfizer might come after me they might kill you but i'm you know i'm still progressing my lift squat and deadlift in the fours also on trt last two years and i've controlled type 2 diabetes my theory is low t and uncontrolled type 2 back then were likely the root cause of the heart attack could very well yep. be don't know just wondering if you have any more detail about the mechanism of this supposed statin benefit oh i don't in having discussions about this with steph who is our resident pharmacologist uh, the conclusion that we have come to is that statins may have a benefit that has something to do with their anti-inflammatory effects but not anything to do with their effect on serum cholesterol serum cholesterol is good for you yes i said that serum cholesterol is good for you one of the most abundant compounds in the human body is cholesterol it is the component of all cell membranes and you'll have to admit you've got trillions of those and it it it's the backbone for all your steroid hormones and uh, the, the uh, in, an essential component of most of your physiological chemistry uh, the idea that serum cholesterol is a deadly poison that needs to be lowered as much as possible is not just wrong it's stupid it's patently stupid okay and this is just one more example of the pharmaceutical companies not giving a flying fuck 
about you. They care about the money. It's up to you to care about you. And what that means is it's up to you to learn more about you. Because they're not going to do it for you. They want you to take the statins because they want to sell you the statins. And your stupid fucking doctor just goes along with it. Although he's got access to exactly the same information that I've got, you know, you know, we talked to Dr. Malcolm Kendrick on this podcast from time to time. And Dr. Kendrick has got several books out, all of which are very, very informative about the cholesterol theory of heart disease. Uh, he's very good at explaining all of these things. The, the science on this is clear. And yet, you see doctors recommending, you know, that statins be included in the water supply. <laughs> you know, they want everyone on statins. Who was it Jesus. just recently we heard somebody some I have a a friend from school a long time ago whose nineteen year old daughter showed up at the doctor's office uh and for some for some reason they had some blood work done on her and she showed up with a two a total cholesterol to two fifteen and they wanted her on a statin. A nineteen year old girl on a statin. Yeah. Now, if anything is clear about any of this, it is that women do not suffer heart disease as a result of elevated cholesterol. They don't Nowhere do they suffer from heart disease as a result of elevated cholesterol. Women are protected by estrogen. And this this clown wanted to put this 19-year-old girl on statins, which fuck everything up. Sure. But that's what passes for medicine now, see? That's what practices for the for the for the practice passes for the practice of medicine yep. now and it's uh it's just it's it's a damn shame it's a damn shame but what it means is that you you people are responsible for you right not him not the doctor not her not the doctor you and when they tell you something stupid you say now, I don't have to pay you for this, do I? Because that's stupid. That's what you should say. <laughs> Most people don't have the balls to do that. But, I, right. you know, look, what you're telling me is, is patently false. The fact that I know it's false and you don't means that I don't owe you for this. All right? It's the way it ought to be approached. But it's not going to be approached that way. At any rate, uh, his question here is uh, – Suppose it's statin benefit. It probably acts as an anti-inflammatory, and that is probably its primary mechanism of action in that small demographic. Uh, it does lower serum total serum cholesterol, which is a bad thing for the vast majority of people for whom it is prescribed. It's a bad thing. Right? So he stopped taking a statin. If there were negative effects... 
Well, I mean, he if you said he stopped taking his statins uh, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. So he's two weeks off of them. Well, I mean, if you if you want to be smart about it, just see what happens, right? Get a get, see get a what blood, happens. Get, I mean, get know. lab tests every six weeks or so, or every couple months. See where see what you things know, are. If your serum cholesterol ends up back at nine hundred. <laughs> well, then maybe another conversation needs to be had. Right. But I doubt that's where it was. Right. Right. I doubt that's where it was. Uh, he said, I did email Dr. Kendrick, but nothing back yet. All right, now look, I did want to mention this. Don't email Dr. Kendrick and ask him for medical advice. He's not your doctor. <laughs> He's not your doctor. The man is busy. All right. He's already given you advice on this podcast two or three times. Watch that and infer what he said onto your particular situation, but don't expect Dr. Kendrick to respond to an email from some jack off in the United States. He doesn't know, you know, he's not going to do that. He shouldn't do that. He can't do that. And he's crazy. If he does, you know, he's taken on a responsibility by giving you medical advice and he's not going to do that. He's not a public servant. He's a physician in practice in the UK. So don't, don't bother Dr. Kendrick. All right. So, uh, well, sir, look I mean, at, look at his website because he may have an article about that very thing that read you're read his books. For. Yeah, I don't, read yeah. his books. The Close clock thickens is the most recent one. The cholesterol con, the great cholesterol con, doctoring data and doctoring data. Those three books are the source for all this information. It's already been done. He's already written it for you. Read it. Don't expect him to hand feed you material. It's like if you call me at the gym and ask me uh, why you should squat below parallel, I'm not going to talk to you about that because I've already written to you about that. It's kind of funny that you think this is so weird because you do this very thing. You answer what? people's questions all fucking day long on the board. Well, I do, but that's a, a that's part of the business model. Might be part of Dr. Kendrick's. You never know. Not answering phone call questions is not. He's not answering a phone call. He's answering an email, or he just ignores it. He's ignore it. He'll just delete. Somebody sent me a private email, and I, this happens every day. I get private emails from somebody wants me for, to ask a question. For personal shit, yeah. And what I say is post questions on the forums yeah. at startingstrength.com because I'm not going to write individual responses to individuals because i don't have time and i don't want to you know why would i tell one guy something what i can tell everybody that reads the board the same thing yep that's pointless so now that that's been cleared up all right chris gomez there we go there we go RIP, does the acquisition of strength also include the acquisition of neuromuscular efficiency, even if it's a minimal amount? Or is the ability to exploit the strength recovery adaptation phenomenon strictly limited to the neuromuscular environment dealt to any given person? All right, Chris, listen. Stress affects the whole system. All right. If stress affects the whole system, then the parts of the system that can adapt to that stress will adapt to the stress. 
That includes neuromuscular efficiency. However, neuromuscular efficiency is not terribly adaptable. And we know this from various lines of analysis. And the one that's the most clear is the standing vertical jump stuff. All right. Now, Chris, you need to come to a seminar. We talk about stuff like this at the seminar all the time. Uh, Standing vertical jump is a direct measurement of how quickly you can recruit motor units into contraction which is essentially the definition of neuromuscular efficiency right standing vertical jump is not very trainable you know 20 percent increase in standing vertical jump over a couple of years is is uh, regarded as pretty good but nobody's standing vertical jump goes up 50 50 percent it doesn't happen whereas your strength can increase 300 percent it's not unusual for a young man to triple his deadlift not unusual at all so strength is much much more responsive to the stress recovery adaptation cycle than neuromuscular shit because strength is composed of lots and lots of different things and neuromuscular efficiency is composed of neuromuscular efficiency and nerves don't adapt well nerves are highly specialized tissue and the more specialized the tissue the less it's able to adapt that's why paralysis is such a profound problem right you damage the central nervous system it doesn't adapt it can't heal nervous tissue doesn't change very quickly if at all you get a numb spot from a surgery that that numb spot on your leg from a knee surgery will gradually decrease in size over 15 20 years but it never goes all the way away because nerves don't respond the same way muscle tissue does okay did i answer that question kind of yeah to your satisfaction question is the about the neuromuscular environment dealt to any given person it adapts but not much okay not as much as the strength adaptation okay strength adaptation is well the, the force production, much more profound the force, force production, production side of thing is things is designed to adapt it's designed yes. to to uh, adapt under under loading and under stress and and, uh, and respond to those things. Your your neuro uh, your neurological system is not designed to adapt quickly to anything, for good reason. Neurological right? systems are very specialized and they just can't yeah. adapt. So when you when you're talking about neuromuscular efficiency, you have to remember it's both things. So only one of those is going to be is going to be the one that's quick to adapt. So you're 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 going to be limited by the neuro the neurological side of things. Yes. So, that, you know, and there are other bottlenecks too. I mean, some people's uh, muscle tissue just doesn't contract as fast at the the motor unit level as other people's does. Right. It just doesn't. Just it's not as quality. Yep. You know, this is what sets elite athletes apart from normal humans like you and me. You know, we're just normal humans. These guys can. I mean. <laughs> You got a guy with a 40-inch-plus vertical jump? That guy's different than we are. 
He's way, way different than we are. The guy with the 32-inch vertical jump is different than we are. Not as different. But uh, these freaks, what's the record right now? 46? The guy's a freak. He's a freak. He's not a human being. He's a fucking freak. He's a mutant. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that level of neuromuscular recruitment ability is just very, very uncommon. That's why there's only, what, 500 people in the NFL or however many fucking people there are in the NFL. 1,000 yeah. people in the NFL. Right. You know, they're the cream of the crop, you know. And uh, finding them is the task of the people that build these teams. Because helping them get better, which is the task of strength and conditioning staff in the NFL, has not been going very well. (laughs) As evidenced by the injury rate. Yep. Uh, people pay better attention to this than I do, but I even I am aware of the fact that the injury rate in the NFL over the past couple of decades has markedly increased. Some people say it's because of the uh, softening of the game overall. Could be the softening of the game overall. Could be the vaccination program the teams had to go through. Or it could be the fact that the strength conditioning staff does not know how to get a 405 deadlift out of a freak athlete. Yeah. Now, that could be the problem. It could be that we're dancing around on unstable surfaces with 20-pound dumbbells, and we're calling that a strength program. All right? Hamstrings stabilize the ACL. And if you're not deadlifting and squatting heavy, your hamstrings are not strong. And if your hamstrings aren't strong and you plant your feet in artificial turf and cut, you're liable to rupture an ACL. Sorry. That's all there is to it. Way to fix that is get your deadlift up where it needs to be. You're telling me that a freak athlete with a 36-inch vertical jump can't deadlift 495? Well, that's stupid. We get 495 deadlifts in my gym all the time. In my gym, out of the general public in Wichita Falls, Texas. But you guys can't take freak athletes and get their deadlift up to 500 pounds? Why not? You know why not? Because you don't know how and you don't care. That's why not. Because you really believe that dancing around on the floor on unstable surfaces with light weights is a strength program. And it's not. And until you learn that, your injury rate's going to be high. Well, it's not even an injury prevention program. No, you're, you're not subjecting them to enough stress. The stress that the, the stress that a, any athlete sees on the field is multiplied can't be, over can't and be It can't be simulated by twenty pound dumbbells on unstable. It surfaces. can't be simulated on anything unstable, right? Because you no. have to go. You have to go far in excess because the field is not on. unstable. Yeah. So, in other words, what you the forces that your legs knees hips back all this other shit are subjected to on the field even just running is much more duplicable it's much it's, much, it's, it's I'm inventing words is much more uh uh prepared much better prepared for by lifting heavy weights than it is by lifting light sure. weights sure. now i thought we knew that i thought we knew that what did the guys on the front line 
of the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the 70s know. They know you had to be real fucking strong. strong. Yep. That's what they knew. 45, 50 years ago, they knew that. All right? And you all have forgotten it. And we can teach you how to do it, but you have to admit that you don't know, and you won't do that. Yep. So it's no longer our problem. It's a lot of money at stake. Maybe they'll figure, whole bunch of money. At maybe stake. they'll figure it out again. Whole they'll, bunch of money. At rediscover. Stake. <laughs> rediscover the value of a seven hundred deadlift. Yeah. You're telling me that your three hundred and twenty five pound lineman can't deadlift seven hundred pounds? Yeah, they can. Come on, man. <laughs> What's your job? What's your job? You don't understand your job, do you? Okay. Uh, how about knife sharpening methods? What is BS from what is not? Well, I don't know but one method of sharpening a knife, and I know it works. I've got three knives on me right now, and all of them will shave. So I know how to I know how to do this. But I what is there a BS knife sharpening method? Well, there's what? the shitty, uh, there's all the shitty little like tools you can buy at the hardware store where you just run the knife, you know, back and forth on it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's shitty ways. Of well, doing I've it. seen right tools to that it. place the edge at an angle, specific angle. Right. Yeah. Your hand is supposed to know how to do that. Well, that's tough for people to get right. it, get the angle right. Yeah, could be. You I get guess. the angle right. Um, it, it's just getting a consistent angle, so you don't not undoing every stroke you're undoing the 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 edge you're putting it on you're putting on it so i don't know i've been sharpening knives all my life and i don't know how to not sharpen a knife so uh can't help you with that fat facts 25 asks is there a difference in pressure on the abs with regards to a single ply belt versus a double ply belt and i have a long back would a three-inch belt be good for me? Four-inch has never bothered me. Well, you don't know if the four-inch has never bothered you because you've never tried a three-inch. I would recommend a three-inch. But and I, you know, the article on the on the website called "The Belt and the Deadlift" explains all the reasoning behind that. But. Uh, is there a difference in pressure on the ads with regards to single ply versus double ply? You know, maybe, maybe the a single ply would be prone to a little bit more deformation than a double ply. A double ply belt is when it's in tight in the correct tension around your waist is a very very secure source of hoop tension around your back. Um, it feels better to me than a single ply. But there are times when a single ply works better. And, for example, if I were still doing the Olympic lifts, a snatch and a clean jerk, I would wear a single ply for the snatch and a clean jerk because they move around better. They're not as restricting. Uh, but for squats and deadlifts, I think a three-inch double ply belt is the way to go. 
and our belt maker is Dominion Strength. They make the starting strength belt to our specifications, and uh, they're damn good belts. Yep. And I recommend them. You can get to their website from our link in the equipment tab on uh, startingstrength.com. Okay. Well, the double plies feel stiffer, so whether yeah. there's more there's more tension or I mean, it doesn't matter, but the the, the double ply definitely feels stiffer. So I think it is stiffer. Well, because it is right, but right. Uh, you know, in terms of wearing it, the single ply is always going to be more comfortable. You know, and I'm always amazed to see guys of normal height trying to deadlift off the ground in a four inch belt. That's that's that doesn't work very well. It really doesn't. You may not know uh what the what the four inch belt is doing to your start position but i promise you it's keeping you from getting into complete extension and the reasons for that are discussed at length in the article the belt and the deadlift at startingstrength.com but uh you know if you'll think about it why are the belts four inches where'd that come from don't know. Don't know. I don't know either. That's what early belt manufacturers, probably Morris, Bob Morris belts, early belt manufacturer. That's what he liked to make. So that's what you bought. And uh, I mean, the original belts were four inches in the back and three inches in the front. They had that taper because nobody at the time knew what uh, the belt actually did. They thought it supported the back when that's a part of its function. Uh, the belt is a circle around the spine. The front part of the belt is just as important as the back part of the belt. But if the belt is too wide, it has an adverse effect on your hip position at the bottom of the range of motion. And read the article and you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'm would uh, for vast majority of people need a three inch belt not a four right if you're six foot seven and you've got a long waist four inch belt sure fine go ahead but most people are not and do not need a four inch belt here's an obscure question by marty fox about chess do any of you play chess no I'm on the chess.com app if anyone wants to play. <laughs> no, Marty, we don't want to play chess with you on the chess.com app. I have a second question that's more of an observation. All right, maybe we'll get somewhere now. Uh, the stress recovery adaptation cycle can be applied to many things, as you guys have previously explained, but it doesn't seem to apply to making you smarter. Every time I have to memorize a bunch of crap for my job, it's just as difficult as the previous set of crap I've had to memorize for my job. Am I just a dummy? Marty, your brain is neurological. What did we just say about neurology? Right. Yeah. That's, I mean, you're, you know, we can't, no, you can't make yourself any smarter. Now, you can make yourself more informed, but you can't make yourself any smarter. In other words, ignorance is your fault. Stupid is not. All right? There's two 
things at play here. Ignorance and stupidity are two completely different things. Not everybody is as smart as, for example, Bree. All right? That's the truth. But memorization doesn't equal smart. So memorization no. is a specific skill, a that, skill can be, that, that can be developed. With uh, whatever whatever tricks or IQ you've got, yeah, whatever you know. things you want to you want to do. So if you suck at memorizing things, practice memorizing things more. You'll probably get better at it. You might get better. You might not get better. Some people yeah. just can't memorize, and it depends on how old you are too. Sure. Let me let me assure you that music playing music is a memory function, and you are much much easier learning a musical instrument when you're a kid than you are as a full-grown adult and it just takes so much more attention to memorize things when you're older than it does when you're 12 13 14 you know there's there's a window in there where your brain is a sponge that's when it's easy to learn foreign languages it's easy to learn things that require memory like musical instruments like converting notes on the page to fingerings on the instrument all of those are functions of memory and that is much easier up until the age of and varies with the individual but 16 17 18 things start to get a lot tougher about the time you're 40 it's 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 hard to it's hard to learn some things that were very very easy to learn when you were much younger and that's the neurology shit, right? I wonder what kind of job Marty does where he has to memorize things all the know. time. I don't know. Memorize maybe new things. Maybe he's an accountant or something. I don't, I don't know that there's anything to memorize as an accountant. No, there may not be. Everything's written down. Just, you could look it up. I don't know. What, is a, what does a guy need to memorize for a job? <laughs> yeah, that you can't just look up real quick. Let us know, Marty. We're you see my lightning fast reaction. That that's not learnable either. It's not learnable. It's a hand skill you've developed a over. Hand skill that I was born with. <laughs> I'm just telling you. It's neurological. I'm telling you. <laughs> All right. Greg Campbell says, I am Canadian, so I will start my question by thanking you for your recent podcast on modifying lifts. Much appreciated. Canadians are very polite. Is he apologizing for anything either? Or not yet. Not yet? Okay. I haven't seen it yet but okay. usually canadians will get to an apology right. before it's over it's with. sorry in there somewhere right uh let's see much appreciated your discussion of the squat in that podcast focused on modifications to achieve appropriate depth what about modifications necessary to place the bar in the low back position what is your approach to navigating stretching migration to high bar barbell modifications such as Duffalo Bar, Safety Squat Bar at Cetera. At Cetera. <laughs> Thanks from the frozen Communist North. Uh, let's see. Modification necessary to place the bar in a low back position. Well, I think you just kind of start with a wider grip. Uh Unless it's get under the bar as far as you can get under the bar. Hold that position. Come off of it. Yep. Rest. Do it again. Probably hold the position 10 seconds. Count it out. Just slowly, gradually stretch under the bar. You will eventually find that your flexibility does not require 
stretching every time to get under the bar. Even after two shoulder surgeries, I get into low bar position without any trouble whatsoever. What is your approach to navigating stretching? Stretching. I don't stretch much. I don't recommend that you stretch much either. I recommend that you use a full range of motion on all of your barbell exercises and that if you do that, you don't need to stretch. All right? That makes me different than everybody else in the fitness industry because we don't waste time on stretching. And it doesn't seem to have hurt anyone. Right. Right? Migration to high bar. Why would I have an approach on migration to high bar? I don't want you to use a high bar squat for reasons beaten completely ass to death in the book and on videos we've done. I don't think you need to migrate to the high bar. And barbell modifications, such as the duffalo bar. What is a duffalo bar? It's a curved bar. Is that like a buffalo bar? I think it's the same thing. Yeah. You think it's this is misspelled, maybe? No, there's a thing called a duffalo bar. Is there? Just a probably a cambered trademark bar. thing. No, not cambered, just curved. Cambered bar is a no two ninety degree bends. That's a cambered bar. Yeah. Curved bar. Bent bar in the gym. It's the same idea. That bent bar in the gym. Oh, you mean our number ten bent bar? The one with the cheese grater neural. Yeah. It's the same idea. The thing when they when they make the when they make a duffalo a buffalo bar, it'll be They're curved, gonna, the, but they straight the sleeves out, they straight are gonna the sleeves. are not gonna be right. falling off straight the end. The like right. this one's got to right. be collared all the time. Right, right, yeah. Now some guy brought in uh, some version of one of these mint bars one time, long time ago. I mean, one of these thirty-two inch, and it was it was made out of ten eighteen or something. It was just junk. And it was bent far beyond what it was bent to when it was manufactured, so that the sleeves were pointing down too. And this is a manufactured as a bent bar. Yeah, shitty, shitty steel. You've got to make a bar out of forty-one forty or forty-one forty-two. Yeah, uh, you can't make a barbell out of ten eighteen because it will bend. And it will bend every single time. And the fact that you went up to an inch and a half diameter doesn't keep it from bending. <laughs> Lifting an axle. You're just, just <laughs> don't do that, all right? Safety squat bar is that thing with the pads that. The handles in front and the pads. Handles in front that forces you to use a more upright, your, a high bar position. You're front squatting, basically. It's you're front squatting. A, it's way higher than a, than a high bar squat. Is it? Yeah, it's just. You're, you're front see, squatting. See, all of these, people don't understand the effect of back angle on the squat. They haven't analyzed the effect of back angle on the squat. It does a very profound effect. We have talked about this at length. Every time we've been given the opportunity, and if you're not paying attention, then it's because you're not interested, all right? So, anyway, uh, did I answer that question? Kind of. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know what his question was. I don't need it. Progression. What modifications are necessary to place the bar in a low back position? Talked about that. Uh, stretching. Talked about that. Migration to high bar. Talked about that. Barbell modifications. Talked about that. Okay, now. 
the cambered bar is a is a just generally a bad idea because the thing swings around all over the place. The one with the, the plates are hanging down low. You got to you've got to do extra shit to control the bar. Right. You know we we've uh, safety squat bar is a cambered bar. It is, yeah, because yeah, because the the because it's hang. ninety degrees and yeah. stuff, yeah. and the the axis of the load is not in the same place right. as the axis of the barbell across your back. Yeah. It's easier to control though because you have the handles in front. Right. The the cambered bar, you you have your arms down at the side, and people will get that because their shoulders hurt or something. Right. It's a bad idea. The bar just the the bar moves all over the place, and it's uh, uh if you if you absolutely need to get something. You know, fuck, just put the bar up a little higher on your back. But if you want to get a, a buffalo bar, that's fine. The problem with the buffalo bar is it wants to it wants to slide off the fucking rack. Yeah. It's curved. You right. know, it wants and you gotta be careful if you if you don't load I it just, right. I think you need to just use a barbell. This is most you know, cases, most of the time that's the true. trap bar the trap bar deadlift. Just use a barbell. Why can't you use a barbell? Why is it, why is a trap bar deadlift better than a barbell deadlift? Why? Please explain why. Because it's easier. Yeah, because it's easier. I you know. No, there's some technique involved in a deadlift, and you'll need to learn that. So if you're not interested in learning it, or if you've got somebody that's incapable of teaching you, I can see, all right, go ahead and get a trap bar deadlift, but don't tell me you're deadlifting because it's not the same thing, yep. especially when you're doing one of those high handle trap bar deadlifts. That's, well, that's, just, the, that's, that's the reason just, the trap bar exists. It's just it's, laziness. It's just laziness. It's easy to do something that looks like a deadlift. Um, Instead of just a doing a deadlift. It's yeah. not a deadlift. It's right. really hard to not set your back on a trap bar. It, I mean, if you even if you if you even just barely attempt to set yeah. your back, you're gonna fucking set your back on a trap bar. Right. That's no, why they love it. You have to learn how to deadlift, and you don't have to learn how to do trap bar. Right. That's easier. Yep. Easier. Easier for the coach. I, I got an idea. Do it the easy way. That always works. Right. All right, hi, Rip. Are there any special considerations that need to be made to the starting strength method to potential trainees exhibiting hypermobility in one or both knees? Well, uh, don't lock out. You hard. don't want to hyperextend your right. knees. You don't want to do that. So what you'll have to do is learn where the lockout is, and that lockout will be before your anatomical lockout on your hypermobile knee. If you even have an anatomical lockout. So in other words, you're going to have to learn something that everybody else doesn't have to learn. And you just have to learn it. You just have to learn it. Don't go all the way to anatomical lockout. If your anatomical lockout is a hyperextension, don't do that. You're going to hurt yourself. You've got to teach yourself where that is. Now, one thing that may help with that is uh, some sleeves. Gives you a little bit more proprioceptive feedback about your knee position, right? Sleeves or wraps might be useful in that in that situation, whereas they might not be useful for somebody else. But if they help you to not overshoot knee extension, then use those and figure out how to do the deadlift. Here we're back to the trap bar. You have to learn this. If you're doing the lift correctly, it's really hard to. to I mean, I, I've dealt with 
a handful of hypermobile people, women usually, and it, if they're doing the lift right, it's really hard to to overextend the knees mm-hmm. at the lockout. Essentially, it really they, is. They've got to they've the, got to pull the knees away from the bar. This is the it's, balance point. Yeah, of the, it's it's really the bar's hard laying on your thighs where it's supposed to be. Right. You know, if you somehow manage to hyperextend the knee, then you've got one side of the barbell in a different position against the thigh than the other side of the barbell. Yep. And uh, yeah, this is this is a reason not to use the not to use the trap bar because the trap bar is not laying against your thigh. The bar against your thigh at lockout is a form of proprioceptive feedback that the trap bar can't possibly give you. So uh, I stand by my analysis of the trap bar deadlift, and this is a real good reason why. This right here. All right. So what do you think? All comes back to the trap bar every time. Trap bar. Best <laughs> video we ever did. Best video we ever did. I'll make another one. You think we could top that first one? Yeah, with kettlebells. Problem is, and we need to do a kettlebell. Problem is, you don't really give trip. a shit about. Nobody really gives a shit about kettlebells, you know. Nah, kettlebells are a, a CrossFit deal. Whatever, they're gone. Well, I mean, a lot of people care about them, but in terms of something to actually talk about, it's just people substitute a kettlebell for strength training. That's a problem. But yeah, otherwise, it, it's like, what is there to say? The kettlebell people will tell you it's strength training. Well, yeah, no, and no, it's not. And uninformed people will say, "Yeah, I'm going to start lifting." And then I say, "Well, what? You got?" People will ask me, "I've got. Will you give me some advice on lifting?" Sure. What do you got? Well, I got because uh, I tell them, you know, this is what you need to do. I say, well, I, all I've got is kettlebells. Like, well, get a well, barbell. And you plates. don't. You're not equipped. Yeah. Well, I just want to stick with kettlebells. Well, well all right. Then do your kettlebells. Right. Kettlebells. Thank you for the question. But beyond that, what are you going to talk about? There's not really nothing. Not much to say. I'm sure, we could figure it out. Because that'll uh, kettlebells are, are uh, kettlebells are huge. People will well, and people pay more for a kettlebell cert than they will to come to one of our seminars. They're a bit, and they're a bit culty too. The kettlebell yeah. stuff it's pretty culty. Yeah, yeah, it probably is. Anything you can do for ten minutes is not strength training. Keep that in mind. Anything you can do for twenty reps is not strength training. Right. <laughs> Shit. Aren't, isn't a kettlebell test 10 minutes of... Well, it depends on which thing you're doing. There's the right. American kettlebell. There's the Russian kettlebell. RKC. There's the AKC. There's the American Kennel Club. There's the... You know, all this different <laughs> United shit. Kennel Club. <laughs> Strong first. Hard. Ready. Hard. Style. Well, you're way more familiar Wet with this style. than I am. Soft Thank God for you. You're our yeah. resource on kettlebell training. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> well, I don't have anything else here on the desk. Pin. That hadn't been useful today. Fucking monkey. Is there alcohol in that cup? Try it. No, don't do it. That's that's Rusty's. You don't know what's in there. No, no, it won't just yeah. be alcohol. No, you don't Rusty's. know what's in there. <laughs> yeah. You'll be in another universe on the way yeah. to the gym. <laughs> I was just wondering was, what the fuck happened. In my defense, I knew better than <laughs> I was just going to smell it. Well, we hope you've been entertained. And if you haven't, keep it to yourself. 
All right? Tell everybody that you were entertained, all right? Just lie to them. And we will see you next time on Starting Strength Radio.